You're listening to The Implanted Word with Pastor Bill Gem of Grace Church in Amarillo, Texas. The Implanted Word in me. As living stones that you may proclaim the praises of Him. We do proclaim praises to Him. We were left here to be witnesses of him. Oh, you mean as a living stone getting ready for that temple in heaven, as God is still shaping me for that place where he fits me in perfectly, I'm supposed to proclaim, I'm supposed to tell, I'm supposed to use my tongue, my mouth, my words, my English, as lame as it is, for the glory of God, to proclaim what God, what Christ has done for me. Did you know that in Christ you are a living stone being refined to bring glory to him? Today, Pastor Bill teaches you through his message that while you are here on this earth, God is constantly refining you more to his likeness. Through Christ, he has given you his spirit to bear witness to him. Pastor Bill encourages you to use all that God has given to you to bring glory to his name. Share with the world what Christ has done for you. Be his witness, shine his light, and proclaim his name to the ends of the earth. Now here's Pastor Bill in the book of Genesis chapter 11 as he continues his message, Stones, Not Bricks. God's the best inspector of everything. And if you think you have to wait till heaven before God, you know, inspects your work, he's inspecting your work all the time. Right? Right? So in case you're lazy on the Lord, or in case you've missed with the Lord, just, you know, hear the message now. Kind of get it right, because he's still inspecting. He's still checking it out. Thank you, Lord. Came down to see the city and the tower, which the sons of men had built. And the Lord said to them, and by the way, as this inspection, he said, the Lord said, indeed, the people are one. Hmm. They're all one. And they all have one language. And this is what they begin to do. Now, nothing that they purpose to do will be withheld from them. Come, let us. Can I hear you say, let us? Yes. Wow. No, wait. Who's God talking to? Come, let us go down there and confuse their language. That sounds a lot like Genesis one twenty six. Remember in creation, let us make man in our own image, our own image. Let us make man in our own image. Who is God talking to? Because there's one God. By the way, there's only one God. Okay. Put a bullet to my head and say, how many gods are there? There's one God. But there's three persons. Now, you can't say that, Pastor Bill. I'm, I'm not. That's what my, let us. Let us confuse them. Let us, you know, do something here. Let us make man in our own image. There's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Which one's God? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. No, which one's the big one? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. No, the really big one. The Holy Spirit, the Son, and the Father. Don't, don't, I, I don't understand it, but I believe it. What's that called? We call it the Trinity. Where do you find that? All through the Bible. Well, which one do we pray to? 
God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Now, technically, God the Father, in the name of the Son, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay, but you know, you know, I, I just talked to all three. You know, Father, would you please help us, Lord Jesus? I just thank you, Holy Spirit, that you can empower. Thank you, God. You say, well, that doesn't make any sense. It does to him. And somehow it does to me. I don't even try to track it anymore. You know, it's just like, I do know this. If you ignore one of them, it's not good. Because they're three persons, what one God. Now, if you ignore one of them because of ignorance, but now you're not ignorant any longer because I just told you. You know, talk to the Holy Spirit. He's a person. He indwells you. He's your helper. Talk to him. Ask him. Talk to God. I tell you what, I'm finding the older I get, this is so off track. The older I get, I I, I just, you know, you wake up in the middle of the night. When you young guys get old, you're going to wake up at like 2 o'clock in the morning and think, I shouldn't be awake. Why am I awake? And you'll lay there for an hour thinking, I, 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 I. <laughs> but it just happens. Well, now what I do, I just think that's a great time to pray. Hey, Lord, how, how are we doing? Now, I don't get down next to my bed and go through the whole deal. I, I don't. Maybe I should. I don't know. But I, I just start talking to God about whatever's on my heart. Don't you love that about God? And God actually is the inspector of the work you're doing. But he's also this personal, personal, my helper, my friend, my comforter. Help me, God, not to get off track. Help me to listen to you first, first, first. And not everybody else. Or else we end up building some kind of city and some kind of tower and some kind of false unity based on technology that's never going to work. Let me follow Jesus. And if I can get anybody else to follow you, Lord Jesus, then amen. What do you want us to do, Lord? Tell people about me. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. You'll be my witnesses. Just tell people about me. Tell them that I love them, that this isn't heaven yet, that heaven's coming. I died for them. They can go to heaven if they'll just trust me. Well, Lord, I don't have all the right verses. That's okay. Just tell them. John 3.16 is a good place to start. Just tell them. Well, they're not going to believe. Well, that's not up to you. I just asked you to be my witness. Amen. That's up to me to grow the church. It's not hard. But we get caught up in other voices, our own voice, and then technology and unity. Before you know it, we're off track. When's the last time you talked to somebody, a stranger, about Jesus? Like out of the blue. There ain't nothing like that. When that's Holy Spirit driven, Holy Spirit led. Okay, come let us go down and confuse their language. God's concerned because you know what? If we don't go down there and do something. Now he could have said, come let us go and send lightning bolts and smote them. Or he could have said, hey, let's make them all blind. He could have said that. Or let's send a big earthquake and shake, rattle, and roll. He could have said, but he said, no, let's just go confuse their language that they may not understand one another's speech. I actually think that's funny. Like God said, okay, I got a good one. What do you think about this? Okay. <laughs> let's just mess them up. They think they're so smart with their dialect, their language. Let's just get them to where they don't understand each other. I can see the three Godhead, three persons of the Godhead kind of chuckling on that. It's a really good one. <laughs> and I, I actually think it's funny. It's actually God's grace. He wasn't doing it for a joke. Because if he doesn't do something, you know what? Nobody's going to go looking for God. You're never going to have an Abram, Abraham. You're not going to have any of that. 
You're, there again, that's going to get in the way, this one world government, language, economy, you know, Nimrod thing. You're, you're, so, okay, <laughs> let's just go confuse them. Brilliant idea. Let us go down there, confuse their language so that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of the earth. Well, that's what he said in chapter 9, verse 1. And they ceased building the city. Why? Because they couldn't understand each other. Therefore, its name is called Babel. Babel because there the Lord confused. Babel actually is confusion. It was this gateway to God. Now it's confusion because the Lord confused the language of all the earth. And from there, the Lord scattered them abroad over the face over all the earth. In other words, see, there's an easy way and then there's the hard way. Okay, the easy way. You know what? God told us in chapter 9, verse 1, we should just kind of spread out and multiply and be fruitful. And if they would have done that, no problem. But no, now you're going to make it hard on yourself because now there's going to be this day. Wouldn't you like to have that on video? That, you know, they're sitting around the table of Nimrod, whoever, they're planning, they're about ready to carry the torch to the top of whatever, you know, here we go, da, da, da. And then all of a sudden you're sitting there and nobody understood anything anybody else was saying. Like, not even a clue. It's like last night, you know, I showed up here last night and we're going to have this little wedding thing. And so the little wedding thing turned into a bigger wedding thing. So, okay, I got to get the sanctuary set up. Going to have to have an order of service now. All that kind of stuff's going on. So I'm kind of figuring out. And then our janitors showed up to, to clean the building on Tuesday night. They didn't know there's going to be a wedding. I didn't know there's going to be like an official wedding either. But anyways, it was all fun. So then I saw them out there congregating and they're all getting ready to, you know, like, Clean. And that one guy's pointing. And I said, oh, whoa, whoa, listen, no, give me 30 minutes, clean out here, but don't go in the sanctuary because we're going to have a wedding. And he looked at me and he went, <laughs> you don't speak English, do you? Let me tell you real slow. Don't go in. <laughs> it was like, wow, why? Because <laughs> there's a breakdown in communication. So I'm thinking, well, surely he saw with my pointing and everything. Well, the next thing I know, the doors are open and they're already in the sanctuary. <laughs> so then I had to, no, no, no. I had to grab them, take them out, you know, throw them down, handcuff them. No, just, no, no. Give me 30 minutes. I slowed way down. Now I say, you know what is so funny? That's the way it was back then. And by the way, I barely understand English. I don't even have a grip of the English language. Ask Scott Davey. Let alone all these other languages. I, I don't have. Can you imagine where all of a sudden, you know, you're sitting at the table with Nimrod, and this guy starts speaking Russian. <laughs> like, what are you saying? And the guy right next to him is start speaking Chinese. So now the Russians mad at the Chinaman, and then they, you know, and this guy, you know, it's really funny. And then this, you know, guy sitting over in the corner speaking Spanish. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> and somebody's speaking English. <laughs> see, that's why I think it's really funny. You say, no, this is a judgment. Maybe it's grace. Because when we speak one language with one thing, we'll miss the point what God wants us to do. So yeah, it was judgment. It's a curse. He'll stop the city, but he's going to get people to spread out. So who followed who? Whoever's speaking Russian kind of walked north, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and whoever's speaking Spanish, they kind of walked west. Not many. They couldn't stay there because nobody could speak Arabic or whatever they were speaking then. And they kind of migrated down toward Africa and they migrated up toward England. And, and here we are. By the way, I know the greatest country in the world. 
the greatest country in the world. Pastor told me this in California is Mexico. Do you know why? What other, whatever, what other country could you eat their food, breakfast, lunch, and dinner seven days a week and still be happy? And I said, Mexico is the greatest country. So what should we learn? God's going to get it done one way or the other. And so people spread. Here we are. And God knows how to correct it. Acts chapter 2 again. We saw Acts chapter 1, Acts chapter 2, verse 1. I think what I love about our church more than anything else, if somebody came to me and said, what do you love about our church more than anything else? Our diversity. Of course we love Jesus and his word. I love that. But look around the room. Look at all the color, all the backgrounds. If I said all the languages. Why are we all together? It must be Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Because even with the church of Jesus Christ, I mean true believers, it's still hard to find a diverse group. Size, color, background, age. I love it. Because it's the Holy Spirit with Jesus Christ uniting us. Not our trying to be politically correct. That's man building with bricks. Not God with living stones. Acts chapter 2, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as if a rushing mighty wind. It filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. They sat one upon each of them. And one sat upon each of them. And they were filled. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. Uh, This is the Feast of Pentecost. It's 50 days after Passover. And so here's all these Jews from all around the, the world. And so there they are from every nation under heaven in Jerusalem. And when the sound occurred, the multitude came together and they were confused. Because everyone heard them speak. Everyone heard, everyone heard them speak in his own language. They heard, they heard. In their own language, and they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, not, are not all these who speak Galileans? How is it that we hear? Here's a gift of hearing, each in our own language in which we were born. Perinthians and Medes and Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia and Judea, Cappadocia, Pontius and Asia, Figria and Pamphylia, Egypt and parts of Libya, adjoining Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans, Arabs. We hear them speaking in our own tongues, the wonderful works of God. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this mean? By the way, that's the answer to the confusion created at Babel. The Holy Spirit can let you speak in any language he wants you to speak. Or the Holy Spirit can let anybody hear in the language he wants them to hear. What was the gift of tongues? In this chapter, it was speaking other languages. But there's also a gift of hearing. People were hearing it in their own language. Well, were they speaking it in their own language? Yes. Were they hearing it? Yes. Is it both? I think it's both. Did you know we have people that visit our church that don't understand English? And yet they come in here, all they understand is Spanish. But sometimes they get the message I'm preaching. And I can't even speak English correctly. 
go figure that. What is that? The Holy Spirit with the gift of tongues and hearing. It happens in this room recently. Now, should we still try to get it translated into Spanish? Yeah. Or maybe God would want me to speak in Spanish one time. That would be amazing. (laughs) I would actually love to do that. See. (laughs) But if not, we go to language school. You see, God has a way of overcoming all this stuff. That's to spread us out. We are spread out. And by the way, you know, now the cities are established. And we actually are looking for the metroplex, the cities, because that's where all the people live. Because now we're here to reach people. There's going to be a day. uh, By the way, there's also the gift of tongues, which is languages. There's also a gift of communication. There's also a heavenly gift, a heavenly language, tongues of angels and of men. Another whole animal, uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14. Marvelous thing. I do believe in a heavenly language, private language, that God can use publicly when he wants to, if there's an interpreter. I believe that. And God can communicate. And by the way, the person that has that gift, not everybody has the gift, but the person that has that gift gets to be edified by God in their closet. Amazing thing. What's the gift we should actually look for? Prophecy. That's what the Word of God tells us. What's the number one gift? Love. Love. How do we know if we love God? You'll do what he tells you to do. Amen? By the way, Zephaniah. Look at Zephaniah. Okay, that's page 1087 if you got a pew Bible. If you don't have a pew Bible, I can't help you. In my Bible, it's page 1349. Zephaniah. It's right before Haggai, and it's right after Habakkuk. Toward the end of the Old Testament, Zephaniah. What's the point? God doesn't use bricks. God uses stone. What should we remember? Listen to God, not everybody else. There's going to be a day coming, chapter 3 of Zephaniah, verse 9. This is speaking in the kingdom. God says, For then I will restore to the peoples a pure language, that they may call on the name of the Lord to serve him with one accord. From beyond the rivers of Ethiopia, my worshipers, the daughters of my dispersed ones, shall bring my offering. In that day, you shall not be ashamed. You shall not be shamed for any of your deeds in which you transgress against me. For then I will take away from your midst those who rejoice in your pride, and you shall no longer be haughty in my holy mountain. Point that I want to make, there's coming a day when we all speak the same language. Now I know that we'll look different. I know somehow you can recognize different tribes and nations and people. There's coming a day when we'll all speak a pure language. Won't that be sweet in heaven when we all get to sing to Jesus the same words, the same song? I'm not saying that means you'll forget your language. I I really don't know about that, but I do know there's a pure language coming. What's that language? Well, I don't know if that's a heavenly language. I don't know if that's tongues of angels. My best guess, it probably is going to be Hebrew, which, by the way, died out until they went back to the land, and now it's all been resurrected again. Hebrews come back. It's number one language, of course, for Israel, for Jews today. I love it. can't speak Hebrew, but maybe one day I will. Isn't it great when we all get to sing together? Like in this room, when we're all like, that's why we throw the words on the screen, and, and we all get to connect, not just with God, but with one another, singing the same song to our God. So unity is a great thing. One language is a great thing. If it's the Holy Spirit around the person of Jesus Christ uniting us because we just simply want to be what God wants us to be instead of trying to build something ourselves.
with bricks. God doesn't use bricks. God uses stones. Last part, I promise, 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 2, that's page 1391. Page 1391. Chapter 2, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 1. Therefore, laying aside all malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, all evil speaking as newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Coming to him, coming to Jesus as to a living stone. Rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. You also grace church as living stones. Can I hear you say living stones? We're coming to the living stone of Jesus, but we also are living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Therefore, it is also contained in the scriptures, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he who believes on him will by no means put to shame. Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious, but to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstones and a stone of stumbling, a rock of offense. Do not reject Jesus Christ. Come to Jesus Christ, the living stone, and then you become living stones. Are you tracking with me? But as living stones, what do we do? I'm glad you asked. They stumbled, being disobedient to the word to which they were also appointed. Verse 9, but you, 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 living stones, you are a chosen generation. Can I hear you say amen? amen? You're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but now you are the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Who did you catch the connection? As living stones that you may proclaim the praises of him. We do proclaim praises to him, but we were left here to be witnesses of him. Oh, You mean as a living stone getting ready for that temple in heaven, as God is still shaping me for that place where he fits me in perfectly, I'm supposed to proclaim, I'm supposed to tell, I'm supposed to use my tongue, my mouth, my words, my English as lame as it is for the glory of God to proclaim what God, what Christ has done for me. That's it. Holy people, holy nation, for a holy God. Stones, not bricks. Thanks for tuning in today to The Implanted Word. Pastor Bill Gem will continue his in-depth study of Genesis when you join us next time. But this is the end of today's program. If you missed any part of Pastor Bill's teaching today, you can listen again at TheImplantedWord.com. You'll find our audio library under the Broadcasts tab. We know your life, like many people's, is likely consistently on the go. But we also know there's pauses in everyone's day. Why not fill those breaks with the Word of God? You can take Pastor Bill's teachings with you on the go by downloading our mobile app for Apple and Android devices. This is a convenient way to keep the encouragement, blessings, and truth found in Scripture close and ready for any situation. You'll find a link to download the app on our website. Again, that's theimplantedword.com. 
Do you live near Amarillo? If so, you have a seat waiting for you here at Grace Church this Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. We always love to meet listeners of the Implanted Word, and we'd be honored to worship Jesus alongside you. If Sundays don't work for you, come by Wednesday evening at 7 for a deeper look at God's Word. Find all the information you need along with directions by clicking the Grace Church link at theimplantedword.com. If you can't make it to church, you can join us virtually through our live stream. You'll find that link on our website as well. Once more, that's theimplantedword.com. Thanks again for joining us today for Pastor Bill's message in Genesis, right here on The Implanted Word. Your name.